Hi there. Hey, this is Christopher Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. This is episode 415 of the WCHL podcast. Andrew, it's episode 415. Can you believe it? 415. Doesn't seem like we've uh, sat down in what, 15 or 16, 17 of these things this year so far? <laughs> oh, I thought that was 415 of them. Holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. We have, we have bored these poor people this many times in a row now. Yes, it's we It's amazing. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Hey, that's my very best friend in all the world. That's uh, my partner in crime, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, I know you've already talked, but say hello to all the masses. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> all right, let's hear some crunchy guitar and then let's get after it because we've got uh, 10 games to talk about. Hold on. Ooh, Andrew, I like that crunchy music. I like the crunchy music. Yep, yep, yep. All right, well, Andrew, um, we've got uh, five. that we, we only had one WCHL weekend, um, so let's save that one for last, the best for last. Let's start oh. with you, since you like to shake your pom-poms. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, boy. All the, all the people are already going. They're, uh, they're, uh. They're, they're jumping up and down for joy. Yeah, here, let me play Boomer Sooner for you. Okay, hold on. <laughs> All righty there. Sock it to me. Let's talk Alabama at Oklahoma. That's the first set of games for the weekend. Number 57, Alabama, all the way from... I think they play in Birmingham, don't they? Or is it Montgomery? I don't know where it is. Uh, Birmingham, I think. They came all the way to the Blazers Ice Center to take on Andrews Oklahoma Sooners. The number 11 Oklahoma Sooners at that, Andrew. Boy, you ought to be proud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're pumped over here. <laughs> yeah, you just sound like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just pumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your uh, your boomer sooner there is pretty fitting for the way the uh, team played this weekend. Really, well, isn't isn't that surprising? Because Oklahoma came away with two W's, four to two on Friday and six to four on Saturday. They uh, they very well could have come away come away with two L's very quickly. Uh oh, Andrew, hold on. What what is yeah. this? Yeah, what is this? Has the worm turned? Are you going heel on us now? Uh, I might be going rogue here. <laughs> All right, so the, the 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 team did not play well, huh? They uh, the team did not play well. The uh, Friday night they came out late game, and I don't know if it was the late game that got us or what, but yeah, they kind of came out flat and let Alabama hang around for two periods, and had to come out and pull it out in the third period on Friday night, and uh, they got a they were up three two late and got a empty netter to make it four two so the game was a little bit closer than the than the score sheet would uh read wow i see both teams went oh four on the power play they did no uh no power play goals no no real no real chances on the power play friday night interesting now you you know this because you were there once again you got to run the music and the pa you were the man weren't you I was actually uh, I was actually the head honcho in charge, so I just got to <laughs> I just got to mill around and and look important, which I which I did very well. Aren't you always the head honcho in charge? Uh, pretty much, but I was te- I was really the head honcho on Friday night. You're, you're the head honcho in charge here at the WCHL podcast, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. We, had, <laughs> we had a we had a part break on the Zamboni after after warm ups. No. Uh, and the thing died on the ice, so I had to run off from my music spot and and fix the Zamboni and get it off the ice real quick and spin it around. And <laughs> I did all that, and I think we only uh, I think we only got started about five minutes late. So yeah, it was a late start to begin with. It was an eight thirty p.m. start, which yes. for the Blazers Ice Center is late. Yeah, it's. I think we ended up puck drop at eight forty two, eight forty three, something like that. So oh my goodness, it was yeah, it was it was a mess. Well, thank God you were there. Thank God the head honcho was there, or else it would have turned out ugly. Had to had to repair the Zam, huh? I did, I did, right there in front of everybody. Let me ask you a question, Andrew. And this is nobody's listening. I mean, we might have 15, 16 listeners, but nobody, yeah. nobody from Oklahoma. How many times a year do you have to repair the Zamboni? Oh, uh, how many times a year? How many times a week? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, knock on wood here. Yeah, let's. If you got any wood there on your soundboard, they, uh... <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 
I've driven that thing before, and it's um, and and I've seen the innards of it. And we've washed the innards out yeah. <laughs> a few times. Yeah. A few times, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's old, but it's got a new engine in it. So, but it's like anything old, right? It's parts break and stuff fails, and you, it always fails at the most inopportune time, right? That's right. It never never fails when it's a uh, when it's a good time. It always fails at the worst yeah. possible moment. Yeah, right there when people are staring at you and you're running out on the ice trying to get the thing started and people in the stands are sitting there gawking at you like, oh, what's this kid going to do? I am so sorry. I, I, well, I'm not, but that would have been fun <laughs> to have been there. Oh, yeah. Would have taken a picture or 20. All right, so that was Friday yeah. night, 4-2, to two, and the team just really didn't play very well and Andrew had to fix the Zamboni machine and look important. Yeah. Uh, what about on Saturday? Uh, you know what? Same thing. They... Uh, Zamboni broke down on Saturday? No, no, no. They uh, they uh, played with Alabama and let Alabama hang around. And they were it tied at three late in the second period and had to come out in the third period again on Saturday and pump in a couple goals to, to win the thing. So very, very easily here again. It was a 5-4 game and an empty netter made it 6-4 to kind of spread that lead a little bit. And not a lot of... 29-20 shots, so not a lot of shots on goal. They just kind of let Alabama hang around, and uh, they very easily could have let Alabama sneak one out here and and, let them, and get bit by them, but they uh, they pulled it out. Alabama actually had a 4-3 to three lead about halfway into the third period. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it was a squeaky bum time there for the, yeah. for the Sooners at the BIC. Yep, they had to, they had to pull it together and, and figure it out real quick, so interesting interesting all right well there you go number 57 travels all the way from the deep south just to lose two games to a in andrew's words a substandard oklahoma performance (laughs) yeah yes a substandard performance i do not want please let the record reflect that did not come from me the commissioner that came from the chief (laughs) pom-pom the head honcho himself I've already got a bad rap with the Oklahoma folks. I do not. I'm, I'm not rendering any opinion since I did not see the games. So uh, yeah. send all your email and all your all your hate messages to Andrew Majorkirth at headhoncho at wchlpodcast dot com. I was I was just reading verbatim off my cell phone what you texted me earlier. So I don't know what you're I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> you're too much. All right, Andrew. Let's uh, put your pom poms away. Let's go on up to my favorite place in all the world. Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, Iowa State, number seventeen. Uh, boys, that's kind of that's hard to believe. Number seventeen, Iowa State. Number seventeen. They were uh, in the fort to play the Rams, Colorado State, ranked number thirty by the computer. Um, I know Andrew that you did not get to see the games because I didn't get the other rank. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's also because, for whatever reason, the good folks at Colorado Sports TV faked us out on the weekend, and neither of the two games was broadcast. So uh, we just have to go by by what 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 the stats, what the score sheet says, and the score sheet says that there were two L's for Colorado State. Uh, yep. Iowa State won three to two on Friday and two to one on Saturday. So uh, I think the one surprising thing, at least from my perspective, and it's a pleasant surprise, I'm not surprised in a negative way, it's that Colorado State fought and, you know, stayed in the game. Yeah. You know, they kept it close. Yeah, we kind of talked last week. We thought these games would would be close games, right? Low-scoring, tight games, and and they didn't disappoint there. They sure didn't. They sure didn't. And, and again, both of those games go late um, on Friday night. Um, Nobody scores in the – in the first period, and then all this, most of the scoring gets done in the um, in the second period. Iowa State takes a three to one lead, and then uh, CSU comes back uh, in the third, midway through the third, to make it tight, three to two. Yep. Um, and then on Saturday, it's kind of the same thing. First two periods ends up zero zero, and then um, uh, Iowa State scores, CSU ties it up, and then about uh, with less than five minutes to go in the game, Iowa State scores the game winner, two to one, to. Uh, take the series take the weekend series yeah i thought uh you know we talked and we we knew these would be low scoring games and and defensive battles and and they they were spot on with that right yep yep when we uh we had the pleasure of seeing jason fairman the head coach of iowa state when he came down earlier this year to play uh, central oklahoma and he he allowed that his team 
didn't have an awful lot of scoring punch. He was still looking for some scoring from his team. He said yeah. they're a good, hard-working team, solid blue-collar team. He's got some good goaltending, but they, uh, they're still waiting for someone to jump and break out and be the, be the guy that puts the puck in the net on a consistent basis. And it seems like yeah. they're still looking for that. But, you know, you can say this about both of these teams, even though Iowa State's not in our conference. They're, they both work very hard, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and sometimes that goes a long ways, you know. When, may not be that exciting when you get two of these teams together to play like that when, you're, when you have two teams that don't have a lot of offensive prowess. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you could dog either one of these guys for, for their performance on the weekend. Not dogging them, and uh, I'll, I'll say this. I think two things from the Colorado State perspective. It was good to see that uh, Avery McDonald got uh, the second game in, in net, that uh, yeah. CSU didn't ride Joe Morgan. Um, they're giving Joe a, a break, um, and so that's that's good to see. They're saving him for uh, later on in the season, which is, I mean, Joe's a Joe's an excellent goaltender. Uh, Avery's a good goaltender too, and um, it's good to see him getting some runs, so I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and they uh... – he held, he held them scoreless all the way to the third period, so yeah. he played well. He played well, and then the the other thing that stood out to me was the um, all the goals seemed to have been for CSU were scored by some of their newcomers, some of their freshmen. Uh, Nick Mar- Marco, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm sorry, Nicholas. <laughs> I, I know it, right? It's Nicholas Marconcini um, scored two goals, and then uh, Michael Warner, Another freshman for CSU, he scored another goal. I think uh, Mark Cancini had both goals in the uh, Friday night. Well, no, no, I take it back. Warner had both goals on Friday yep. night, and then Mark Cancini had the lone CSU goal on Saturday. On so Saturday. Yep. they're getting some production out of their freshmen, which is good to see. Yeah, that'll and just build off of that, right? Yeah, bright future there for the Rams. So Yeah. Uh, you know, Andrew, as we're sitting here um, taping this uh, podcast on a – on a uh, during the Thanksgiving week, the week of Thanksgiving, I think one thing is uh, that we can both agree on is that we're glad, even though Fort Collins is a great little town, we're glad not to be there right now. Oh, um, they're just getting pounded with snow, aren't they? They, they? Supposedly they got in in supposedly they got on average like eighteen inches of snow in the past twenty four hours. Oh man, I saw I, a, think... I saw a report that said one place there in in the fort got thirty two inches of snow. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot is right. <laughs> that's a lot. I think we're going to get hit with some of that, but I think it's going to be rain oh. down in our down in our neck of the woods. Well, see, that's that's not getting hit with snow. That's getting hit with rain. Yeah, so that's not as much fun. Yeah, well, hey, it's safer. All right, yeah. so uh, Iowa State sweeps Colorado State. Um, as 17 takes care of number 30. Let's uh, flip back out to the desert and because we had uh, two two sets of games going on out there, both non-conference. Number 37, Utah, went down to uh, Oceanside to play uh, number 15, Arizona State. And, um, you know, I think that was where one of the big surprises of the weekend was. Uh, yeah, Friday night was it? Friday night was a huge surprise, right? Friday night, Utah beats ASU 4-2. to two. Now ASU returns the favor the following night, five to two. But um, I don't think anybody was expecting Utah to oh, yeah. go in and manhandle, or or I shouldn't say manhandle, go in and take uh, uh, any game from Arizona State on Friday night. Yeah, uh, I I was predicting an Arizona State sweep here, so I was I was very surprised when I tuned in and saw the score sheet that it was a four-two Utah victory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Utah gets a power play goal, in uh, also. Uh, you know, you, you 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 just it's it's one of those deals, Andrew. And from uh, I again, Friday night did not see the game, uh, other than what was on uh, YouTube. But ASU jumps out to a quick two to nothing lead in the first period, and then after that, it's all Utah. All, all Utah. Yep. Yeah, Four spe- unanswered goals in the second period. Mm-hmm. In the second period, got a power play goal, and then uh, yeah. So I don't know if it, like ASU was just in shock, or uh, or what, but. Yeah, wow. I, I know I was in shock when I saw the score. Yeah, I was too. I was expecting I was expecting Arizona State to take the weekend here. No knock on Utah. Well, I guess it is a knock on Utah. They're they're joining the conference next year, so I got to be nice to them next year. But this year, yeah, we, like, we don't have to, we don't have to be nice this year. No, we don't got to be nice. No, I was just really <laughs> I, I was stunned because Utah, um, you know, they don't exactly have a reputation for uh, for being very good right now. Yeah, but I think you had mentioned it last week too about you know kind of watch out for Utah a little bit. They had 
I think what is it they snuck up on UNLV. Mm-hmm. They yep. and they'd kind of they'd kind of hung around a couple teams and stuff like that. And I think it was you that said, you know, watch out they could they could come in with a little bit of a surprise here. And well, they did. Sure, they certainly sure enough, they did. did. Yeah, they beat Minot last year. I think they beat UNLV either last year or this year, something like that. And, uh, boy, they, they, they bit Arizona State on Friday night. But then, as we said, ASU uh, returned the favor on Saturday. And, you know, they just – I think ASU played with them for a little bit, and then it was just – it was done. Yeah, they're, they're done. Yeah. I mean, they had 47 shots on goal. So, I mean, they, they had plenty of offensive chances. So, yeah. I think that just – just caught up to them and they started capitalizing on some of those. Two to two midway through the uh, two to two midway through the second period, after uh, Utah jumps out to a quick one nothing two to one leads, and then after that it was just um, it was all Arizona State and Andrew. Hey, you know what? Through the through the miracle of technology, I think we have a I think we have a call here on the game winning goal, the Ooh. third goal scored in the second period by Aiden Sullivan. Are you ready? I am ready. Courtesy of the Cronkite School of Broadcasting and Arizona State Division One ACHA Hockey. Arizona State battling through the adversity tonight. Have been able to tie the game up after facing two one-goal deficits. Sullivan! He ends up finding the puck and he scores. And now Arizona State, riding that wave of momentum, have now taken the lead 3-2. to two. How about that, Andrew? How about that? I like it. The miracle like of technology. That's a good call right there. That's a good call. Yeah, he was just kind of sitting there. That came off of a draw. Comes right out there to uh, no, Aiden Sullivan. I think it's, um, what is Sullivan? He's big number 26, I think, and he just goes he, he yep. goes from the top of the circle right into the middle, and um, next thing you know, it's uh, he turns a, a, a tie game into a 3-2. to two. That's the game winner because uh, after that, ASU gets two more goals. And uh, they sock the weekend away, or they sock yeah. that game away, five to two. Five two. I like that. That's pretty snazzy that we can incorporate some clips into this thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. We're gonna have to do some pre-production on this. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, Figure it out. Get some production going here. The right. masses are gonna be amazed. <laughs> well, there you go, head honcho. Come on, get with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do my best yeah <laughs> yes you will yes you will all righty there andrew uh anything else regarding utah arizona state i got nothing on that one same here i got nothing all right well let's uh go down i-10 a little bit uh to the dirty t and uh the university of arizona wildcats ranked number five in the nation right now in the ACHA Men's Division One, They were hosting UNLV, number 14. Again, a future WCHL conference member, but right now they're not. So we got to hope that Arizona beats them both, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. we go. And I'm, looks, like, uh, looks like the third period got a little, uh, little out of hand well, in this one. Well, I mean... Well, yeah, just a little, right? Just a little. Hey, let's um uh, before before we before we get into the third period, let's just um this these were Thursday. This was a Thursday game and then a Saturday game, Saturday afternoon game. On Thursday night, Arizona beat UNLV two to one, and then we'll talk about the third period. As Andrew uh, uh, pointed out, on on Saturday afternoon, uh, U of A beat UNLV four to one, and that was uh, just kind of uneventful. Yeah. UNLV was supposed to play Grand Canyon on Friday night. I don't know what happened there, but um, it's kind of odd to see a, a Thursday, Saturday with a break in between. Yeah, it is weird. But, yeah, the third period got a little ugly. Um, uh, Jared Turcott for uh, UNLV and uh, Chris Westland for U of A both uh, got tossed with, the um, with what, 12-12 left to go in the game. And what had happened was uh, Jared Turcott, the number thirty-seven for um, for U of A, he I mean for UNLV, number thirty-seven, he came in and he basically took a run at um, at the at the goaltender at the U of A goaltender, and um, Mr. Westland um, uh, was standing up for his goaltender. It was an absolute. Uh, you, you, we've all seen it. You know, guys take a run at the goaltender, and then next thing you know, it's a almost a line brawl, but. Uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Taking taking up for your boy back there. Well, Mr. Turcott, uh, Mr. Turcott ate a few from uh, Mr. Westland, 
and uh, they were both excused from the rest of the game. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then we had, uh, then we had some goals right after that. Yeah, so, yeah. Because when that when that had happened, it was one to nothing uh, Arizona, and then um, uh, then the big fight happened, the big scrum happened. So thirty seven, who's UNLV's best player, um, took himself out of the game for being a doofus. And then, uh, you know, of course, uh, Westland is a pretty good little player, too. He plays on that um, line with uh, Cusinelli and Bailey Marshall. The, so it's yeah. the 11, 12, 15 line. And the um, uh, so anyways, those, the, you know, two really good players get booted out of the game. Next thing you know, UNLV scores on the power play. And then hold on, Andrew, we have another we have another magical oh. clip. Are you ready? Oh, oh I, am, I can't wait. Here it comes. This is the game winner scored by Anthony Cusinelli. Hold on. Losing an edge there, making his way through center was John. And now back come the Wildcats. And a chance left side, here's Cusinelli moving in forehand. He scores! Anthony Cusinelli backhand, forehand, through the wickets on Lagagne. <laughs> and just like that, Arizona back in the lead. It's 2-1. to one. Gotta like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was a good little call right there. I know, backhand, forehand. Back through, him for him. Through the wickets. The <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, that guy's pretty slick. Yeah, that was a good one right there. I like it. That was uh, Tom Callahan and the University of Arizona Wildcats Hockey Broadcasting, courtesy of, uh, I found that one on YouTube as well. That was a good, that was a, a good little game. Uh, like I said, boy, the tenor of the whole thing changed because um, uh, UNLV's better players, 37 and 17, they work off of one another. And uh, when 37 took himself out of the game with the fight, that was that was just it. Yeah, that was all she wrote. Yeah, and then on Saturday it was uh, UNLV jumped out to a quick one goal lead a couple of seconds into the game, 20, 30 seconds into the game. And then after that it was just all Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona turned it on and shut the door. Yeah, they just scored. They they tied the game in the second, and then in the third period the the floodgates opened up and. Yep, three, three, three third period goals right there. Don't have clips. Two, clip. two kind of late. Don't have clips from that one, but um, it was a good little game. No shenanigans. In fact, there was only I think there was only like ten or yeah, ten. eight, eight, offen- eight offenses. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it wasn't yeah, bad uh, at all. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, just a just a run of mill game right there. That's there what you like to see. Nice <laughs> and clean. Nice and clean. And and you know um, the thing that I liked about that. Arizona, I, I remember on the last podcast that we talked about this, I had said that, um, you know, this would be a good little test for Arizona to see if they've got some grit, if they can, uh, you know, take both of these games. Because UNLV, you know, they play with a little bit of salt. You know, they're, yep. they're, they're, a, little, they're a little gritty, a little grimy, a little dirty. And, um, uh, you know, they, they're, they're not highly skilled, but they'll, they'll muck it up a little bit. And they did. And um, uh, U of A responded and took both games. So, uh, Props to U of A for uh, shutting me up and yep. for uh, uh, taking both games from a from a good little team in number 14, UNLV. Yep. Anthony Churro played well. So, yeah. Good little weekend for the boys. Good little weekend for the boys. All right. Anything else there on uh, Vegas at Arizona? That is all I got. That's all you got. All right. All right. Well, hey, let's go to the main event then, at least in terms of uh, WCHL standings, because the University of Central Oklahoma – Drove up I-44 to Missouri State to take on the Ice Bears at the Jordan Valley Ice Park in two games that were both conference games. Uh, Friday night was University of Central Oklahoma scoring. uh, They had six goals, Andrew. Six goals. Six goals. Six to three. Oh. Yep, six three. They went three for three on the power play. Three for three on the power play. That's ugly. That's ugly right there. That's a that's a that's efficient. That's that's great and efficient for UCO, and it's ugly for Missouri State. Going three for three, that officially makes it one hundred percent on the power play. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, you know, I, I was going to ask you what that percentage was. <laughs> yeah, you know, I figured you are, so I wanted to help you out there. I'm, I wasn't a math major in school, so I was going to lean on you <laughs> since you are the head honcho, the guy that drives yeah. the bus here. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too much. Yeah, no, I don't think uh, I don't think there's anything to complain about that. If you're uh, Coach Rivera, going three for three, 
No. That's capitalizing on the opportunities right there. So well, and it's also uh, you know trying to take the big crowd out of it. They jumped out to a two to nothing lead. Missouri State uh, tied it in the second period, and then um, UCO just said enough and, yep, and, uh, and ran away with it. Yeah, just ran as you said, ran away with it. Scored an empty netter late. So uh, six to three UCO um, against uh, uh, takes it over the Ice Bears. And then the Ice Bears got exacted a little bit of revenge the following night. I am, I'm glad I didn't have to eat my words on the uh, on my prediction of the split here. <laughs> Missouri State beat Central Oklahoma 5-4. to four. It goes to a shootout, though. Um, kind of crazy. Uh, you know, UCO, it, it, was a, it was a back and forth affair. 1-1, 2-2, 3-3, 4-4. Four to four. I mean, it was... It was a toe-to-toe affair. Nobody got a uh, more than a one-goal lead. And, in fact, I don't think at any point in time uh, UCO led the game. I think they're always chasing the score. Yep. So, no, I take it back. Take it back. Yeah, no, they led 2-1. They, to one. they led, yep, they led uh, the first one to nothing, 2-1, to one, and then that's it. Yep. But um, it all comes down to a shootout. Comes down to a shootout, and we had the, the game winner scored by uh, Josh Bell. Yep. And uh, you know what, Andrew? Because of technology, third third time's the charm here. Are you ready? I am ready. We're gonna have to dial this one back because I think our good friend Steve Casson from WSR Live might have had the mic a little too close. So hold on, let me see if we can't play with the volume. But here is the game winner. In all games that have gone into extra time, Missouri State has won. The Ice Bears have won two shootouts and an overtime. Here is Josh Bell. Bell right side. Bell looks to the left, goes to the right, left, right, score! And he scores himself! So Bell gives the Ice Bears a 1-0 lead. And here it is. Hole must score. If Stevens makes the save, Missouri State wins this hockey game. So here is Hole to the left, wide, waits, he shoots, he misses, and Missouri State has won. We had to get that all the horn in there for the full effect, Andrew. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. The place went. The place went wild, didn't it? The place went wild. They had twelve hundred people packed in the Jordan Valley Ice Park on a Saturday night. Yeah, eleven sixty-three on Saturday, and an even one thousand on Friday. So they they're packing them in up there. And they they gave the people uh, money's worth and. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that surprised me when I was up there a couple of weekends, well, I saw them play, what, two weekends ago, I guess it was, against Arizona State. They have a, they installed a gigantic air horn just like the uh, the one that they have at UCO. Yeah. And, man, that thing is loud. <laughs> and the, and the, the button on it must be big because people are hitting it all the time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Every, every time something happens, hit the horn, hit the horn. <laughs> So, uh, so Missouri State and uh, Central Oklahoma, they end up splitting the games. Now, UCO earns all of the conference points, the three conference points on for the Friday night win, and then they earn yeah. one point for the overtime or for the shootout loss on Saturday, and Missouri State gets two points. So that, that that's good news, I guess, because... Um, you know, everybody gets some a little something for uh, going to the shootout, but uh, it didn't change much in terms of the uh, WCHL league standings, at least through this past weekend, did it? Nope. They, uh, no change in the lineups here. It just uh, brought UCO a little bit closer to the, to the top three teams. Sure did. Sure did. Arizona is still number one in the conference with a, remember, we're going by winning percentage, not, or whatever it is. It's points. It's it's the amount of points earned divided by the possible points earned. It's I call it winning percentage, but it's really points percentage. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get those Oklahoma broadcasters mad at me again. 
you're, you're gonna have to do something about them, you know. Oh, you know, I might see what I can do. Yeah, put some. Uh, I kind of, I kind of like it though. If they're giving you a hard time about stuff and keeping you on your toes, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of like that. Wait a second here. We need to. No, 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 no. I, I don't like that at all. We need to. Uh, we need to do something about those guys, and um, you know, just kind of have them relax a little bit. Yeah, you know, they're. They're, they're fired up. Slip a little of that CBD oil into their uh, Dr. Pepper or something so they yeah, can yeah. kind of chill out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Okay, so Arizona's number one in the conference right now. They've played 11 games. They have a point seven. They have a 72% winning percentage. Oklahoma, Andrews, Oklahoma, is number two. Uh, played 10 games. They have a 63% uh, win percentage. Arizona State is number three at 58% out of 13 games. Central Oklahoma has also played 13 games. They're uh, coming in at fourth place with a 51.2 win percentage. Then we have Missouri State in fifth place with 39%. Uh, Colorado State in sixth place with 33%. And Colorado rounding up the uh, conference in last place with 16%. They've only played eight games, though. Colorado State and Colorado have only played eight games. So they still yeah. have... Ten more Doesn't games seem- to go and the chance to make it up. Yeah, when I was going through this, I was like, man, it seems like it's been forever since we've seen Colorado play. Yeah, that's the case. I think they've got, uh, I think the uh, CU and CSU, they play one more game before the end of the semester next weekend, uh, that first weekend in December, and then, boy, they're done. Yeah, they you, you, CU hasn't played a whole lot of games so far this season. No, no, no. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's take a little quick break. Uh, let's hear, uh, you know what? Let's hear a little slapshot music, and then we'll, uh, then we'll come back and get your three stars of the of the weekend. Does that sound okay? That sounds like a deal to me. Andrew, uh, yeah, let's bit, do it. A little bit of Maxine Nightingale there, yeah, just for you. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, you know what? When you hear this, you know what it means. It's time for Andrew's three stars of the week. So let's give you a proper introduction. Sock it to us, Andrew. Who is number three? All right, number three. Shocker of all shockers from the University of Oklahoma. No. Jo- yeah, Josh Pusar. They, uh, he had a goal and five assists on the weekend, and he had four assists on Saturday alone. Wow. Yeah, so I I think I threw him in, and I'm probably going to catch some grief from people. I think I threw him in a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but four, four assists. For this game, I felt like I had to. So. I'm, I'm surprised, Andrew, that all of your three stars of the week haven't come from Oklahoma so far this season. Well, you haven't heard number two yet. So <laughs> That's true. Number yeah. two. Who's number two? Number two, University of Arizona's goaltender, Anthony Churro. Really? Yeah. Two goals against on the weekend. Gave up a goal each Friday or Thursday and Saturday. And, yeah, he played well. So he got the, he got the second nod there. Very nice. I'll I'll give you a, a little hint. Uh, I think Anthony Churro will be a future guest on the WCHL podcast. Oh, yeah, how about that? Yeah. All right, and Andrew's number one star of the week. From the University of Central Oklahoma, Dale McCabe. He had a goal and four assists on the weekend. Really? Wow. Yeah. So he had, he had a nice little weekend up there. Freshman McCabe. So we go Pusar, Churro, McCabe. Yep, and then we're going to give, uh, you kind of mentioned him earlier, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Warner at Colorado State for having two goals. Yeah. I'm going to give him a little bit of a little bit of love there, and yeah, good for him for stepping up and, and helping out. <laughs> <laughs> you said that like he went to the food kitchen or something and <laughs> yeah, right. dished out, some, dished out some, some, <laughs> some food to the homeless. Hey, thanks for helping out. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> All right, so so Pusar, Churro, and McCabe with an assist or with an honorable mention to Mr. Warner. Yeah. 
Good. You just didn't want to say Marconcini or whatever that kid's name is. Marconcini, yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, I got to stay away from that name. Holy smokes. Well, who, you know, who thought up these hockey names, right? I know, right? We need to talk to that person. I saw a someone sent me a, a text from earlier. There's a goaltender in the American Hockey League. And honest to God, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to spell it. His name is Sak- Sakello. Here, S A K E L L A R O P O U L O S, Sakelaropolis. Holy moly! Yeah, his his name literally on his jersey goes from elbow to elbow. That's a that's a lot. Sakelaropolis. That that is a lot. <laughs> Hopefully, that kid has a nickname. I know, right? Yeah, how'd, how'd you like to be the coach and you get tongue tied on that one? Sakelaropolis, uh, get out there on the uh, power play. Uh, uh, Yell a nightman practice. How would you like to have to yell that name out? Oh, yikes, yikes. All right, Andrew. Hey, the uh, computer rankings came out on, uh, let's see, this past Wednesday. And four of the WCHL teams are in the top 25. One was right on the cusp. Uh, Arizona was number five. Central was number eight. Oklahoma, your Oklahoma Sooners were number 11. Arizona State was 15. So those are the four that are in the top 25. Four actually in the top 15. That's not too shabby. Missouri State was tied for 25th, but they lost out on the tiebreaker, so they ended up uh, in the eyes of the computer being 26th. Colorado State was number 30, and Colorado was 43. But courtesy of our good friend, the uh, the wizard, all hat, no cape, live from Dayton, Ohio, um, he's kind of given us a sneak peek at what might happen this upcoming Wednesday. And with the rankings, and I can tell you these are very unofficial, very don't take these, don't bet on them, I mean, <laughs> don't don't wager. These are just so unofficial. I mean, they could be just totally backwards. Uh, Arizona looks like they're going to stay at number five. UCO looks like it's going to stay at number eight. Oklahoma, by virtue of dogging it up on the weekend in the terms of Andrew, that, that was Andrew's yeah, opinion. Oh yeah. They're going yeah. to drop a spot from 11 to 12. Arizona State, even though they lost to um, uh, to Utah, yep. they're going to stay at number 15. Missouri State, by virtue of playing Central Oklahoma and tying, you know, they in the eyes of the computer, even though it's a win and a loss, a shootout win and a regulation loss, in the eyes of the computer, Missouri State went 0-1-1, but uh, they played number eight, so that's going to help them move up four spots from 26 to 22. Colorado State will drop a spot from 30 to 31, and CU will drop a spot from 43 to 44. So that hopefully will leave us with five of the seven WCHL teams in the top 25. Yeah. That's not bad. Their commissioner, that commissioner of that conference must really know what he's doing, huh? Oh, yeah. Let me me tell you. (laughs) Just ask him. Yeah, let me tell you. Just ask him, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Be nice. Yeah. Be nice. Golly, I'm so... (laughs) You're the head honcho, and here you are being abusive and everything. <laughs> yeah, abusive. <laughs> just, just stayed ahead of the curve here. <laughs> In terms of conferences, here we are. We're going to pump our conference a little bit, okay? All In right. terms of conferences, we are the the WCHL is the second uh, uh, ranked conference in terms of uh, quality of play throughout the entire ACHA. Uh, yeah, the Central States Collegiate Hockey League is ranked uh, number one because they have, I think they have five teams in the top 25. Yeah, all five teams are in. Yeah, I mean, they're all five are all powers, right? So Yeah. Um, we have uh, the Western Collegiate League is next. with uh, We have five of our seven, or we will have five of the seven teams in the conference. After that comes the Eastern States uh, College Hockey League. The ESCHL, and that's the conference out on the East Coast that has Rhode Island, Liberty, Delaware, Stony Brook, um, Syracuse. It's a uh, it's a good little conference. I think they're suffering this year with some uh, quality of play. Liberty's leading the way there, but um, you know they're they're a good little conference. After that, yeah. after that comes the Great Lakes League, the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League. That's where number one Adrian is. And so they have a, they're very, uh, they're very top heavy, but they're also very bottom heavy as well. Uh, so they, they're ranked fourth. The new conference that's up that way, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, the WAC, they they come in fifth. They have Indiana Tech up there, and um, they also have uh, Michigan Dearborn in there. And Michigan Dearborn, I think, is like three or something, three or four. So 
good for them. Then the, uh, the independent schools, they would come in. They're the sixth toughest conference if they had a conference, but they're not, so they're just independents. And then comes um, another conference that I'm fairly familiar with, the MCH. Yeah. Um, they, they're sixth, um, the East, the ECHA, that's kind of out of the, uh, Philly area. They're number seven, uh, the CHMA college hockey, mid America. They're out of Pittsburgh. Uh, they're eighth and then, um, well, geez. Uh, yeah. And then after that comes that terrible New York league, the NECHL, um, has Niagara, Buffalo, Kinesius, that sort of stuff. So uh, everybody deserves a fair shake here, right? Everybody deserves a fair shake. That's right. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for correcting me, Mr. Uh, Mr. Politically correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Mr. Politically correct <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I get tired of some of those guys. So yeah, I don't blame you. And so, uh, so as it turns out for nationals, um, I think right now the way it's looking, um, based on the way, the way the rankings are, you're going to have to be top 18 or better. Uh, in years like past, it. in years past, you had to be top seventeen because we had uh, there are only six six of those nine conferences. I said ten because I included the independents as a conference, but it's really we only have nine conferences. Yeah. Six of those nine have an auto bid. Uh, the two new ones from this con- from this year, the MCH and the WHAC, they do not have an auto bid since this is their first year of, ex- of existence. And then the CSCHL. They don't have an auto bid because they only have five teams in it. You have yeah, to have six know. teams to have an auto bid. I thought it was six teams, right? Yep. Got to have six. So uh, right now the auto bids would go to uh, Arizona. They would get the WCHL's auto bid. Liberty would get the uh, ESCHL's auto bid. Adrian would get the auto bid from the Great Lakes League. But those teams are numbers one, five, and six, so they're not going to yes. need an auto bid. They're going anyways. Yeah, they're, they're making it anyway, right? Yep. And then, uh, so the ECHA has um, Drexel right now is leading the way there for the ECHA. That's that Philly League. And Drexel is ranked number 20th right now. So technically, they're not going to need an auto bid. Pitt is in the, they're leading the way for the CHMA. And they're number 18. They're not going to need that auto bid if Nationals were to go right now. Yep. And then um, the NECHL is uh, Niagara. They're ranked number 36, and boy, they really are going to need the auto bids. So yeah, they, they yeah, have no chance. The yeah, they're going to need the help getting in. Yeah, they play like terrible men's league teams. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, right now it's looking like you got to be top 18 uh, to, to, to make it to, uh, to nationals, which bodes well for four of the uh, seven – WCHL yep. teams. Yep, sure does. Yeah, yeah. And sure Missouri, does. and Missouri State's on the on the rise. They're moving. They've come yeah, all the way from thirty eight, so they they stand a good chance of getting in there. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't count those guys out yet, right? They're I they're moving up and moving and shaking, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I would, I would fully expect to see those five teams that are in the top twenty five right now. I would, I would fully expect to see them in nationals in March here. Well, let's, be, yeah, let's hope be, it happens. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's uh, let's do one more little uh, horn blast, and then we're gonna uh, we we've got some other junk to talk about, don't we? We do. All right. Hold on. All right. See, that was quick and easy. I just like the little okay. horn blast. Yeah, hit it again. Hit it now. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that now. I really need to uh, sit down. Maybe I'll do that here over the Thanksgiving uh, holiday since we have an extended time and find some more little clips that we can add on there. So, uh, I got, oh, yeah. Fill, fill your time. Your ha- <laughs> fill, filling up your empty time with your ham radio. The, the, with my ham radio. <laughs> you know, I was going to erect a big 100-foot tower in the back of my uh, – and just call it the WCHL Podcast Tower. Yeah. And do a little but, short shortwave broadcast to all the people here in my neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Yeah, that, that got shot down really quick by the boss. Now oh, you know, killjoy. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, hey, um, Nationals. We talked a little bit about that, where you got to be, um, and uh, in order to, you know, top seventeen, top eighteen, right now to to go there. Nationals again will be in Frisco, Texas. Um, it's going to be March nineteenth through the twenty fourth, 
I was just down there a couple of uh, days ago uh, with some folks from the ACHA and uh, with the Dallas Stars and the city of Frisco. And boy, it's going to be another great event. And uh, they're going to put on another great show for us. The weather was awesome. And they promised that we're going to have good weather while we're there. No more tornadoes. Yeah, no more tornadoes. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a that's a fan. I thought they did a great job with it last year and expecting great things again this year. Yeah, I think so too. I was uh I was pleased. I know that um here's a little bit of inside scoop. Look for some uh uh look for some hotel information for nationals to be released probably around the first week of December. Look for some uh, another announcement regarding uh, a partnership between the ACHA and Southwest Airlines. That's going to happen around the first uh, week of December. And last year, Andrew, we didn't need to worry about it because we're only three and a half hours away. We got in our little low flyers and got on the interstate and got down there. Yep. But um, folks that wanted to fly in, uh, Southwest was able to accommodate, uh, but they opened up the, the, the window for making reservations for only like two, two and a half weeks. It was a really tight window. Well, they've, I, I, I'm, I can tell you they've opened it up for a bigger window. They were very happy with uh, the turnout and the response that they got last year. So they've, uh, they've stepped up to the plate and they've done a, uh, so that'll, that'll be something to look forward to. Good. Yeah. Cause it's always tough trying to travel and make plans. Cause you, some teams don't know till right at the last minute, right? That's right. That's right. And uh, Southwest is the best airline to fly, uh, especially if you're a hockey team because they don't charge for bags and they love hockey players. And you and I and I'm susceptible. I can't even talk. Suspect that you got your uh, rewards point number in there again this year. <laughs> so you're. I, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah, you got your rewards points in there, so. Everybody buying tickets. Chris thanks you because he'll <laughs> he'll redeem the, the points later. My my buddy pass will will appreciate that. Yes, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, no, I, I'm not that I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, I will I will tell you though. Um, we we are going to have a sweet little deal, I believe, from uh, the local Chili's um, mm-hmm. down there in uh, in Frisco, and and um, I'm probably going to speak really out of out of out of tune. I'm probably going to jinx it. I think we're going to have. I, we have the potential for two deals with Chili's, one with uh, the area, that just the, the four or five Chili's locations in the immediate area surrounding Frisco or surrounding the arena in Frisco, but uh, one in particular with the Chili's location that is like right a stone's throw away from the rink. They love us and they love our teams, and uh, I think they're going to offer a, a nice little catering package so awesome. uh, that teams can take advantage of and load up on uh, chicken and pasta and whatever else it is that you want from Chili's, whether it's a pregame meal or even uh, if you want uh, burgers and wings and stuff like that for a postgame type of a deal. So I think uh, that's something to look forward to. That'll probably be coming. That announcement will probably be coming later on uh, January, though. The, uh, yeah, I think when we were down there, I think I ate uh, in and out all three days that I was there. So. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that, right? Now that's we're gonna have to make our own personal deal with In and Out yeah, Burger. As I say, can you get the hook up on that for us? I'm gonna have to go over to La Madeleine, the uh, French uh, restaurant um, in bakery, for our uh, <laughs> breakfast. Get your, get your muffins lined up. <laughs> <laughs> my muffins, boy, screw that! I want my uh, scrambled eggs, or uh, <laughs> they they do a, a sick eggs Benedict over there too. So, uh, oh. yeah, I know. Come on, wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We oui, we. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> the um. So uh, so yeah. I, I, and there's another place, Andrew, that we we're gonna have to get lined up, and it's not the late night Whataburger because I don't care about that anymore. Um, Taco Cabana. We, you know, I haven't had Taco Cabana in years. See, there's one right down the road there. In fact, there's two right down the road. One right up the Dallas North Tollway, and one over there on Preston Road. I realize we're getting deep into the weeds here, but uh, boy. All that to say that uh, the the I'm I'm getting excited for Frisco again. Yep, um, it's a great location. It's a great location. You cannot go wrong. Um, you cannot go wrong uh, eating anywhere or finding a place to eat, finding a place to shop. The, it's it's easy. Oh, yeah. In you fly into you Love Field on Southwest, and you just go up the North Dallas North Tollway right to the rink, or you fly into a DFW on American. And you head up 121. The rink is literally at the intersection of the Dallas North Tollway and the in Highway 121. And bada bing, bada boom, you're there. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's you couldn't ask for a better location. I mean, and you don't have to go more than what two miles away from the arena to find shopping, entertainment, food, hotels, whatever you 
hotels, whatever you want to do, right? I mean, you don't have to go more than two, maybe three miles max to to find all of that stuff. It's it's a great location. Yeah, I mean, you if you yeah if you go two or three miles in any direction, you're going to find all, all no, you're going to find great choices for all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, no doubt. It is literally in the heart. And here's here's the nice thing too. Um, I believe the star, which is the Dallas Cowboys, uh, training facility, that little area is really booming too. They have some great restaurants and, um, uh, places over there to eat some great Italian places. I know they have one place, they have one place, Andrew, you and I are going to have to hit. It has like a hundred beers on tap. Ooh, I'm in. And, and, and here's the thing. It is the only place, you know me, I'm, I'm just a snot, a beer snot, especially, I'm partial to New Belgium and I'm partial to Odell's and this place down in, uh, God, I forget the name of it. It's like city, city bar, city walk. I don't know what it's called. Um, it's right across the street from the star and, um, they have different, uh, New Belgium products on tap and they have an Odell, uh, uh, flavor or two on tap. Oh oh my gosh. There you go. I mean, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I've, I haven't been down to see the, uh, since they built that Ford thing down there, I haven't Ford field or whatever it's called. I have not been down there. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I have not been down there yet. Well, I'm looking forward to getting down there to Frisco. And, um, I hope when we get down there to Frisco, we're going to be able to see our good friend from, uh, the university of Arizona, um, Timothy Gasson. He is the U of a broadcaster. And, um, I don't know exactly what's going on with, with Tim, other than I know that he's, hasn't been on the U of a broadcast recently. Um, they've been, uh, Tom Callahan has been filling in and doing a great job filling in for him, by the way. Um, but uh, I know that Tim is, uh, currently fighting, uh, some sort of a health issue and he's currently hospitalized and, um, you know, we don't exactly see eye to eye um, on an awful lot of things, but I also respect the hell out of uh, what he does because he's bringing, Tim brings the uh, the U of A hockey news to the yep. U of A masses, and that's yep. his job, and um, I, I, I have nothing but respect for that. He does a great job with it, um, and so, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're, I just wish um, Tim uh, nothing. I hope he has a, a, a quick hope he gets well enough to get out of the hospital. I know from firsthand experience that hospitals, while they're great that, to, to be there, I know that they just suck to be there. Yeah. And um, I hope he's, I know he's getting uh, lots of uh, good attention from the nurses who are the unsung heroes of, of hospitals. Yeah, everyone, no doubt. Everyone thinks of, well, sure, your wife is a nurse. She knows. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm blathering on. I just, let's. I hope Tim gets well, and I hope he's able to get out and uh, recover at home. And um, it sure would be nice if he was able to make it uh, with the U of A team to Frisco this year. Um, uh, but if he can, great. If he can't, I just hope he gets his health back. So yeah. um, I know he's probably not going to listen to this. He probably doesn't listen to this. He's probably worried about bigger things. But uh, if someone's out there, um, you know, let's – Send send up a good thought and a prayer for for Tim uh, Tim yeah. Gasson and uh, you know all that kind of healing stuff uh, whatever who whoever whoever you worship and uh, whoever you think of and whatever you do to send out some good juju uh, send it to uh, send it to Tim. Yeah, we're all it's a small community here. We're all we're all fighting the same fight in one form or fashion, right? So yep. Yep. Hate to hate to hear somebody down on their luck, but hopefully he gets better and, and gets out of there pretty quick. Yeah, you don't wish that on anybody, uh, whether you like him or not. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you don't wish that on anybody. And he does a great nope. job for U of A. So, um, yeah, he does. He does. He, he's he's taken – we've <laughs> – we we used to watch uh, some some terrible broadcast from U of A and listen to some terrible P, uh, play-by-play. Uh, I remember a guy named John Dedonde would just sit there and he'd, he'd be talking on and on about like White Sox baseball and oh hey they scored, and <laughs> oh, then, hey. He, then he goes back to talking about Don Rickles or something else. And, you know, there's a hockey game going on while this guy's just blabbering on, and uh, Tim doesn't do that. He's he puts <laughs> nice. a lot of effort into uh, U of A and the history of U of A hockey, and so uh, I hope he get, hope he gets well and is able to get out and get home and recover. There you go. And while we're while we're giving some shout outs here. The uh, something that I've gotten a pretty good laugh at this week with my with my family here and, oh. and with you is of uh, is some fan mail from Mr. Brian Dungey that we received. Yep. 
they uh, you know about three days ago. We appreciate that and uh, keep the keep the fan mail coming. We've uh, I've gotten a good kick out of it and a good laugh and and it's helped me uh, fight the fight with my family here and my and telling them that you and I are famous for our podcast and and we receive fan mail now. So <laughs> regional podcast superstars. That's what I thought. Regional superstars we are. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to put that on our, on our business cards. Regional podcast yeah. superstars. Yeah. But no, we, I, I appreciate the, I appreciate the fan mail coming in and, and uh, keep them coming. Yeah. That must, that's number 17. I think the Dungies make uh number 17. I was uh, fortunate enough to meet uh, Mr. And Miss Dungy a couple of times last year uh, when I traveled around and, um, so it's uh, it was good to hear from them, and I'll have to respond to that email. We also got a couple of nice little emails from uh, from Lee Tyner up there at UCO. Yep. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's always good. We're very, very surprised, and uh, we're also very, very humbled that people actually uh, take the time yeah, out of their day I, to listen to this garbage. Well, yeah, take the, yeah, we appreciate they take the time to listen to us, and, and also that they take the time to, even though it's a, just a few seconds, just to sit down and fire off a quick email to us and to, to let us know they're listening and to appreciate what we do here. Yep. 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 All righty, Andrew, what else do you have? You have, uh, I know last time we talked about desserts. Oh yes, we did. It's Thanksgiving in a couple of days. You got to have something else, another top 10 list or something. Well, uh, why don't we close it out with this? Why don't we go our top three Thanksgiving side dishes going into the holidays here? Really? Yeah. All right. Are you going to go first or am I? Uh, it's up to you. Why don't we hear your number three? All right. number. This is going to be easy for me, okay? <laughs> this is going to be real easy for me. Number three is, this is going to be weird. Remember, I'm from New England, born in Boston. I kind of like that jellied cranberry sauce that, you know, that comes, oh. slides right out of the can and just keeps the oh. sh- shape of the can. They, oh God, they were talking about that on the radio this morning. Yeah. And they, and they literally said on the radio as I was headed to work that nobody eats that stuff that they just put it on the table for, for the color. Nope. Nope. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm here. I'm right oh. here. No, oh, that's awful. No, I'm not going to eat the whole can all at once, but, uh, I sure do like it. Oh, that's awful. All right. Number, number two, I'm, uh, you know what? Here's, I got a tie for number three because I also like cream corn. Um, oh, I love cream corn with num- sugar. Ooh, hadn't thought of that, but yeah. Uh, number two for me is uh, mashed potatoes and brown gravy, made made courtesy of my lovely wife. She she puts the lumps in there just right. <laughs> you know, none of this, none of this, uh, none of these potato flakes and add water and yeah. watch it. It's it's you the mean, real deal. You mean you don't get served? Uh, what is it, Bob Evans or something like that? <laughs> mashed potatoes out of the box. Ugh. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, and then uh, the number one best side dish of all time. Uh, it's going to be, uh, and, and I'm the one that makes it. My son loves it. Uh, I love it. It's a green bean casserole with the with the French's French fried onions on top. Of oh it. yeah, oh yeah. And yep. I, and and I'm just here to tell you, Andrew, never go with what's on the recipe. You oh, no. no, you always put more of those French and those French oh, fried yeah. onions on top or or yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah, because that's really all you really want to eat. You don't want to eat the green beans. Oh. You want the you just want the little sauce with the with the French fried uh, onions flakes on top. In the in the green beans, they got to be the the French style cut. They can't be just regular, just chopped up green beans. They got to be sliced yeah. longwise, not just. Yeah. It's not like yeah. green beans are not okra. All yeah. right, so th- so there's 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 my three, there. my three, right. four. So I have I have uh, I have cranberry jellied cranberry tied with cream corn. Mashed potatoes and gravy, courtesy of the boss, because she makes she puts the lumps in there just right. <laughs> I'm gonna get killed for that one. And then, uh, she, uh, yeah, if she listens to this, you're dead. Uh, she doesn't listen to this. Are you kidding me? She's she's just glad I'm not bothering her right now. <laughs> she's like, go away for an hour. Talk to Andrew. <laughs> All right, and then uh, green bean casserole. There you go. All right, have, let's hear I it. Got, I, I have got quite the top three in line for you. Oh, let's hear it. I can't wait. I am going my number three on my list here is the same as your number one, the yeah. green bean casserole. No. That's number they, three? That's number three, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who, yeah, who eats this stuff, really? I mean, oh, you, don't do. eat, you don't want to eat the green beans. You're just there for the sauce and the little onion string things on top, like we said. All right, all right. You're, no, you're no. not really there for the green beans. <laughs> number two. 
Well, I've got a I've got a tie for first place and second place here. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's really who cares about the rest of the stuff? It's all overrated. <laughs> you just go into the desserts. <laughs> you said cut to the chase, huh? Let's get to the main yeah, event. Who, yeah, who cares about the rest of this stuff? You know, I, it's all overrated. If it was great, you'd eat it all the time, but you don't. You eat it once a year. Who cares about it? It's gross. That's the truth. Let's let's cut to the desserts. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my that's my top three for you right there oh uh, so so green bean casserole and then dessert dessert and yeah and then desserts yeah just, that's our side dishes so. <laughs> <laughs> you know is it a part is it a is it a holiday fowl is it a family thanksgiving fowl if you just eat the desserts before you eat the turkey uh well let's just say that we had thanksgiving with uh my in-laws this past weekend Oh. And my and my wife hid all the cookies from me until after the meal was fixed. So I mean, <laughs> what's that tell you? Well, it tells me that she knows you very well. Yeah, yeah. And then she made those she made those darn uh, no bake cookies, those chocolate no bakes that I said was on my dessert list. Yeah, Nana's no bakes. Oh yeah, she made them, and I ate like a dozen of them in a matter of about an hour. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I was I was feeling great. You must look like me Saturday night. Yeah, I bet yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> diabetic great. and all, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> did did your nurse of a wife? Did she have an EpiPen nearby or what? Oh no, she wouldn't even kick me if I went down. <laughs> <laughs> she'd just laugh at me. She'd just move. She'd just gently put her hand over your eyes to close them and move on. Yeah, or just push me out of the way if I fell in the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know, Andrew, if I should be uh, impressed or, or, or offended that you had Thanksgiving actually before Thanksgiving. I, yeah, we did. We yeah. did. So You've already offended me by putting up Christmas lights on your house and putting up your Christmas tree long before Thanksgiving. I am. I, mean, I, nope. am, sitting, I am sitting here in my office next to a six-foot... Uh, some kind of pine Charlie Brown looking Christmas tree thing right now. Yeah. I mean, come on. Nobody celebrates Halloween in July. We don't celebrate the 4th of <laughs> July in February. You know, there's a season for a reason. Yeah. 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 I was, I was sitting there Saturday night after everybody left and I was looking at my wife and I could tell. And so I looked at her and I said, do you want me to go up and get the stuff out of the attic in the morning? Oh, well, I was thinking that we could. So I, yeah, I knew I was getting the look. Oh geez. So yeah, we were decorating a Christmas tree uh and putting out a Christmas village on all day Sunday and worked on it a little bit yesterday and it's what I've been doing tonight until I got rescued by the podcast. <laughs> well I I'm you know, Cam the Ram is home for uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. And in fact, uh, th- thank God that we were able to go a little bit long and talk about games because we we're going to have to bring her on here to uh, for some mild entertainment. And she <laughs> has let me know in no uncertain terms that um, uh, we're putting up the Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. There you go. If it were up to me, I would literally put the Christmas tree up like uh, two or three days before Christmas. And I'd probably take it down. Well, you're supposed to take it down. What? Uh, you know, after the three wise men show up, so like around January fifth. Uh, we normally go like January twenty first, twenty eighth, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you just go the whole winter season. Well, yeah. I, see, I, I would have if if it was up to me, I'd put it up. You know, two or three days before Christmas, and then I'd uh, leave it up until the three kings show up, and then we take it down. Yeah, but she she let me know that uh, daddy we're we're putting it up on Friday, so I'm like okay. And you'd be like Clark Griswold pulling it out of your attic with the black trash bags over it, fully decorated. So all you have to do is rip the trash bags <laughs> off of it, and it's and it's ready to go. That's right, one stop <laughs> shopping right there. He, he, Clark had it going on, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Jeez. All right, well, hey, we got no games this weekend because it is the Thanksgiving holiday. We want to wish out everybody who's listening and um, everyone who's cared enough to uh, uh, send us a a text or an email or a tweet or something. Uh, We want to wish everybody a a very happy American Thanksgiving, and we hope that all of the Canadian boys that are down here enjoy uh, all the turkey and their their second Thanksgiving. Have a good uh, El Tryptophan nap on, on Thursday. Um, 
and then uh, don't go don't go nutty uh, shopping on Friday on Black Friday. Oh huh? yes, don't don't lose your minds Black Black Friday shopping. That's right. Yeah, that's that's always my favorite experience is uh, turning on the TV to watch the hordes of people that are trying to break into a Walmart to oh. you know, buy a cheap Korean television for thirty dollars. Oh, it's awful. I've done it once. Oh, I've done it once. No thanks. And that 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 was enough for me. Yeah. Well. Um, so, so for everybody out there, um, hope you are, are able to be around your family or some people that you actually like and, um, have a great Thanksgiving this weekend. And, uh, we'll get back to some, uh, rivalry play next week, uh, because I think the two Arizona schools get after it. Uh, Colorado, Colorado state plays, uh, UCO and Oklahoma play one another. And I think Missouri state hosts a non-conference game against Maryville. So we can uh, look forward to those. We'll talk about those and preview those. In the interim, I think we're going to have some uh, players. We're, we're not yep. going to we're not going to abandon you just because um, it's the holidays. Yep. Like I said we might have a goaltender from the University of Arizona uh, coming up here on Black Friday, and we might have somebody from one of the Colorado schools coming up over the weekend. So something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. All righty, Andrew. Well, here, let's get the ting tings going. Get us out of here. All right, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great time with your family and friends. Be safe out there, and we will catch you on the flip side.